And we are back for another edition of the Fantasy Football Consistency Show. Again this week, as always, I'm Bob Lung from Big Guy Fantasy Sports here at the controls. And on the other side, well, we have one of our two guys. David Katari is still on the other side. Ron Rigney will not be joining us uh, tonight. Uh, we send out uh, much regret, sympathy, prayers, and thoughts to his family as Ron's dad, as we had mentioned over some of the shows over the last couple of weeks, uh, passed away last Friday. So, uh, Ron, you're in our thoughts and prayers, buddy. Um, you, we'll, we'll miss you for this week, but you know we'll tough it out and we'll get by. So, David, you're there on the other side. Thanks for joining us, and uh, welcome to another week of consistency. I think that we have that in football. It's kind of hard to tell in fantasy football, at least so far this year. Am I right? Yeah, this has been a tough year, too, especially with all the cancellations and delays. You know, it's right. it was hard to get an idea of who was, especially like Derrick Henry, like – we couldn't tell at first if he was going to be a consistent performer. Now it's it's pretty darn clear, I'd say. Yeah, well, he also played against the Houston Texans, which if you listen to Colby and I, every time Colby even talks about uh, in our uh, prop bet show on Saturdays, uh, he's a huge Texans fan, but he also realizes the the fact that they can't stop anybody in the, on the run, in the run, run game. Uh, but he had said, you know, Derrick Henry all day, every day, and, you know that was an obvious one, and I think they're. I think they did very well with cashing this week with with their Derrick Henry picks. But um, so so far this year, the only thing that's been consistent is injuries. Uh, they've slowed down a little bit. My I got Raheem Mostert back for a couple of weeks. Now I lost him again. Couple so of drives there. Yeah, you know, got a few nice looking plays. I'm like, I was watching him. I'm like, oh, thank goodness he's back. Why well, could use him? Because uh, I've been. No, no question about it. I'm not going to lie to anybody. So far, this has been the worst fantasy football season in my 35-year history, by far. It's just been brutal. Injuries. Um, I can't tell you how many leagues that I'm in. And, and, and I laugh because I know this is basically consistency slapping me right back in the face. <laughs> I have been consistent in many of my leagues. No question about it. But... The one thing I've always said is that you can be extremely consistent and you can lose. You can lose almost every week because, you know, the idea is that if you can stay above average, that, you know, you're going to have games that, you know, two thirds of the time you're probably going to win out. Well, that's not going so in that realm that this year for me. So some of my bigger leagues, um, money leagues, uh, bigger um, leagues, I call them. Um, I am either dead last. Well, I shouldn't say it. I'll make it sound more. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? More uh, promising. I am the number one team in giving up fantasy points in every league. I think I'm in if I'm not second. I'm in a league where I've given up over 950 points in six weeks. Six well, weeks. At least it's in every <laughs> league, right? You're consistent <laughs> in that way. I mean, I, I, the, the guy that's in first place, so I'm um, one in five in that league. The guy that's six and zero oh has given up only 450 points through his first six weeks or seven weeks. Well, we had seven weeks, six weeks. So I have given up 500 more points, almost 100 points a week, more than that guy has. <laughs> you know what it's they like, say? You know what they say, Bob, about that? Uh, they say you're due for some positive regression to the mean. There we go. Well, I, I hope so. Cause man, it is getting sickening. 
Um, cause every week I'm like, well, that's, that's a good team. And yeah, that, you know, I, I think I could take them. And even the projections on the thing, you know, that the, every website does, you know, Hey, you're projected to win this week by 10 points. Oh, cool. You know, and then I get slaughtered like 195. You know? The one league I was averaging 200 points a week for a while. Um, after four weeks, I'd given up 800 points, four weeks, <laughs> 800. <laughs> and I'm like, and I'm, I was 0 and 4. And I'm like, I don't even know what to do with this team. I mean, I can't stop the other teams from, you know, going off every week against me. So it's been that kind of year. So if you're out there and you're feeling my pain, thank you, brother, sister, <laughs> stay strong. Consistency will regress to the mean as, as, as uh, David said. So David, uh, your article, the consistent waiver ads for week seven are up as always some outstanding picks. Why don't you tell us your favorite? And then I'm going to tell you mine because you already know mine is. Oh, my favorite. It's probably going to be from my favorite position and that's going to be the tight ends. And I wouldn't say it's my favorite position. It's my favorite position to have a quality player. at. I'll say go. that much. Right. And Trey Burton is just looking like someone who's coming on a little bit later in, in, in the first early part of the season, but I am ready to, to I don't want to say go all in because I feel like I've gone all in on a lot of guys, but I'm ready to get pretty darn close with Trey Burton. The way I'm, yeah. I'm looking at the Indianapolis Colts is the tight ends. They haven't had a tight end be the, uh, the highest scoring tight end of the week. Hasn't scored less than 7.9 points in any of their six weeks. Right. Week one, Jack Doyle, 7.9 points. Week two, Mo Cox, 16.1. Week three, 14 points for Mo Cox. Week four, 8.3 Mo Cox. Week five, 8.3 Trey Burton. Week six, 21.8 Trey Burton. So at this point, uh, a Indianapolis Colt tight end is getting it done on a weekly basis as a consistent performer in your lineup. And you could look at it one of two ways. You can look at it as, okay, it's a bit of a mismatch. You don't know which one's going to perform. But the way I look at it is just follow the timeline. It was Jack Doyle at first, the veteran. They have to defer to him. He's not great. Mo Cox starts to step up a little bit. Trey Burton comes back week four. Within week five, he's took over. Looks like Mo yeah. Cox was doing nothing but keeping the seat warm for Trey Burton. Right. Well, and Mo Cox got injured too. So that, that certainly opened yes. up the door for him. Doyle is just obviously over the hill. You know, I mean, I liked him. I really thought maybe he would perform well and matching up with Philip Rivers, but it's obvious that he's just, he's lost a step. So but yeah, no question. Allie Cox that... did come back as well from that injury. He played last week. Oh, did he? Oh, okay. Yeah, All right. So Allie All right. Cox was in the fold when Burton had this week six nice. breakout okay. and you look at the wide receivers around him. There's nothing there. There's the ghost of what used to be T Y Hilton. <laughs> Yep. There's Zach Pascal, Paris Campbell's already on IR, Michael Pittman. We know he's been dealing with injuries. I don't know when or if he's coming back. They need at this point Trey Burton to continue to see a high amount of targets on a weekly basis. I'm looking at him basically right outside the top six, seven times. He's about a top eight tight end in my eyes going forward. Definitely, definitely. And my favorite, uh, the old, the old man, Cole Beasley. Um, he's he's the old man because he's closer to age, my age, and probably your age. Uh, but, uh, Cole Beasley is just quietly put up double digit points every week, except week one, as you mentioned in the article. And that was 9.8 last year. If you guys remember from the fantasy football consistency guide, I talked about Beasley being actually a wide receiver three inconsistency last year with Josh Allen. 
Now, we know they added Stefan Diggs, but guess what? Now John Brown's hurt, but John Brown is the Julian Edelman to Josh Allen that Julian Edelman was with Tom Brady. He is the you know third down, got to get that eight yards, got to get that quick hit or whatever the case may be. You know, gets him out of trouble when he's running around back there. He is the kind of guy that is exactly what we talk about in this stuff is finding those consistent guys that not everybody's aware of. Nobody's really paying attention that he's only getting about 12, 15 points a week, but he's doing it. And so that's the kind of guy that, you know, if you're struggling, this is a big bye week. If you need a player, um, he might be on your, you know, if you're in a 10 team league, he might even be on your waiver wire. That's probably why. Obviously, why David brought him up. 12-team league weeks. as well. 12 teams, yeah. he's, he's widely available. He's right. only 29.9% rostered on ESPN, so that's telling you he's rostered in only about probably half of 12-team leagues. Exactly. So get out there, grab Cole Beasley, grab Trey Burton, uh, and some other great picks, but I won't tell them because you guys got to go out and read the article, and it's out there. It's on Twitter as well. If you got your Twitter, you follow me, follow David. It's already been tweeted. Big Guy Fantasy Sports as well. Follow all of us there. So, all right, David. So let's move into the year-to-day consistency for the quarterbacks. Uh, this past week, Matt Ryan right up there. Deshaun Watson, 35, basically tied for first, 35.35 points. Um, Kyler Murray is now the number one quarterback for the year. I had him in a few leagues. I wish I would have drafted more of him because <laughs> he was available in like rounds five and six. And I kept thinking, ah, you know, and sadly, probably more often than not, I went Dak instead of Kyler, which, you know, was going well until this past week. Yeah, I wouldn't beat yourself up about that. That was the right process. It was just an unfortunate result. Yeah, exactly. Um, So he's still 100 percent consistent. Patrick Mahomes, 100 percent consistent. Russell Wilson, who did not play. Last week, so he's five for five in consistency as well. I don't think you're surprised by any of these three being up there, are you? Not one bit. It's Not the guy. Bit. It's the guy right underneath. Him. Oh yeah, exactly. Right underneath him, Uncle Rico himself. Uh, this guy can throw a football over the mountain um, and would have won the state championship. If they would let him play in the fourth quarter, but he didn't. <laughs> Gardner Minshew, eighty-three percent consistent. Even more impressive, eighth in total points. He's in the top 10. Top 10, it's, guys. It's unbelievable. And if you have a conversation with anyone who's not hardcore, it's just the frame is he's still a quarterback, too, and yeah. probably a low-end one at that. Right. So if right. you are looking to make a lateral move, somewhat downgrade at quarterback, and you need help at your running back, at your flex, mm-hmm. whatever it may be, and you can trade your quarterback who's got a better name, you know, maybe a – Drew Brees, I don't know or someone. Trade like that. Lamar Jackson, who's only got four more points than he has. No, so far I can't. I can't put my stamp. <laughs> can't do that. that well, not straight up, but you know, you, you do <laughs> this trade. You trade where you're trading Lamar Jackson, and let's say uh, well, I don't you know. Get a good enough running back in return. Yeah, with you Minshew. trade up, right? Yep. Yeah, so you get Minshew and and Zeke because Zeke had a bad game. So you go out to the Zeke owners, got Minshew and Zeke. You go look, Zeke. You know he sucked. Uh, he had two fumbles. Minshew is Minshew. I'll give you Lamar Jackson and uh, my J.K. Dobbins. Yeah, right. Or something like that. Here, these two guys, you know, somebody will eat that up. Like, oh, Lamar Jackson. So anyway, go do that. Um, Also in the top 10 is Ryan Fitzpatrick, but he's going to be replaced because, you know, two is going to come in, which is fine. At some point they had to do it. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if maybe Dallas trades for him. 
Um, you know, they might. I was give- thinking your team too. He would be a good fit because I hate to b- jump in there, but look at the bottom of the list. Who is down there at zero and six and hasn't had <laughs> yes. a single clutch game? Yeah, exactly. Baker Mayfield. Right. And I'm not surprised by that because they're definitely taking the ball away from him to to make him be a game manager, not a not a touchdown throw. But the problem is, is that he should be because you have OBJ and Jarvis Landry and you know Austin Hooper. You got all these weapons. You don't have a guy that can throw the ball. And now you know he's hurt. And you know, and he's got, will he play? Will he won't play? I mean, at this point, great time for a Fitzpatrick trade. Great time yeah. for Fitzpatrick. Fitzpatrick. Trade. Yeah. Um, I said we should have at the beginning of the year said we would give uh, the uh, Bengals Baker Mayfield and like, you know, an Odell Beckham Jr. for Joe Burrow and if anybody. Only. If only. Yeah. So that the Browns could have a future. But once again, we will not. Um, <laughs> right there near the top. Also, Ryan Tannehill, 80 percent consistent. Why are we not surprised? Because last year he was 75 percent consistent in the games that he played in the second half of the season. Um, he's just, you know, again, does a good job, doesn't own, earn a ton of points, even though he did, he was third this week. He had 33 had a big week. Didn't he throw? I think he threw like four touchdowns, but that game was just a blowout. And, you know, they, they were trying to stop Derrick Henry and didn't, when they tried to do that, then Tannehill was burned him. So, um, he's at 80%, 75%, Justin Herbert, Cam Newton, you know, Cam, I think will come back to earth. He, he definitely has not looked as great lately. Herbert's definitely up and coming. What do you think of that group there? Um, do you, I mean, what what are your thoughts on Cam Newton? I mean, he's only played in four games, so you know, obviously, can't judge him for that. Um, you know, outside of the running touchdowns, which is pretty much what's earning him the clutch games at this point, I just I think at some point he's either going to be beat up and be on the sidelines or be just benched. Yeah, I don't disagree with you there, but I think as long as he's on the football field, he's got to be a consistent performer just based on the rushing floor. You know, you mm-hmm. talk about 10 rushing yards, doesn't sound like a whole lot. That's 20, an extra 25 passing yards. You go up to 20 right. rushing yards, that's the equivalent of an extra 50 passing yards. You get mm-hmm. 30 rushing yards, that's extra 75. So right. it's, it's no, going to give him a floor where it co- kind of cover up those bad passing days. But again, the injury risk is is for real with Cam for sure. All right, as we kind of finish up the quarterbacks, let's look at the 50% range. Lamar Jackson, seventh in total points. Matt Ryan, ninth in total points. Tom Brady, 11th. And Carson Wentz, 12th. There's four guys in the top 12, but yet are 50% consistent. Man, it's been tough for those guys this year. And for owners, I mean, I have Ryan, I have Brady. I've even had Wentz in a few leagues. And, you know, it's like... each week, I'm like, okay, do I start them? Do I not? You know, and then some of the teams, some of those games, some of my leagues, I've got like both. Like some of the leagues, I have Ryan and Brady thinking, okay, well, you know, if one of them gets hurt, I'm covered. Well, the problem is neither one of them are hurt. They're both 50% consistent. And if I don't pick the right game, <laughs> it doesn't work out. <laughs> so it's been, it's been rough. You know, Aaron Rodgers, 60%. You know, he started off like wildfire last week. What did he have? 7.4 fantasy points. He was actually worse than Baker Mayfield. That's Yikes. how bad it was for him. Yeah. Yeah, that's bad. Um, and he played the whole game. <laughs> and they were losing by 30. And he still could get it done. Um, so I think Tampa Bay easily figured them out. Um, Bruce Arians made him look bad. So your there's thoughts one on- more guy. There's one more guy who stands out on this list to me. Please and do. And that's, that's 
Matthew Stafford yes, down at one yes. for five. I don't feel like that is going to continue for the whole season. We know Matthew Stafford, and look at the names he's surrounded by down mm. in that one for territory. Sam Darnold, Dwayne Haskins, Mitchell Trubisky, Philip Rivers, Daniel Jones, Baker Mayfield. One of these things is not like the others. Right, right. And that's Matthew right. Stafford. We saw him heat up a little bit against Jacksonville. So, again, you talk about the lateral move like we talked about with Minshew or just a slight downgrade mm-hmm. at QB. If you could go from a Breeze to a Stafford, because I feel like that's got to even out. So that means Stafford's due. He's due for some positive right. regression. So I well, think it's you, a good time to buy low on him um, if you can make a quarterback swap to upgrade a running back or a wideout or tight end. Absolutely. And the schedule says the same thing. The next three games, um, Atlanta, Indianapolis, and Minnesota. Yep. I know Atlanta and Minnesota are definitely in the bad defense category in the bottom 10. Indianapolis actually has a pretty good pass defense, but actually Joe Burrow made them look pretty bad last week. So I think that that's slowly falling apart too. So, all right, well, we, we, we hit the quarterbacks pretty well there. Let's move on to the running back position. And, uh, you know, like I said, we've obviously had our injuries, you know, Barkley and Kamara, or Barkley and Kamara, Barkley and uh, McCaffrey, um, have moved on injury wise. Maybe McCaffrey comes back week eight. I've heard now. Have you heard anything, any new updates uh, from that angle? No, I heard the same thing as you. Okay. The week eight was the projected that, that I heard last. Right. Uh, New Orleans was off this past week, so nothing for Kamara, but Zeke. Uh, stayed stayed perfect, but not pretty. <laughs> That's for sure. 16 fantasy points, but he had two fumbles. Got benched for Tony Pollard for a while. Just an ugly outing against Arizona. What uh, a floor, though. What a floor. Yeah. To how, be that bad. Yeah, yeah, to be eighth overall for the week, and that was your floor. Yeah, I mean, you know that that's that's Zeke. That's why that's why he's ninety percent consistent every year. So he's still a hundred percent. Like I said, Aaron Jones uh, didn't play. Dalvin Cook didn't play because of injury. Uh, Clyde's Edward Hilaire uh, still perfect, six for six. Uh, again, not uh, yeah, not too bad. Twenty point nine. Um, I assume now this week Le- Le'Veon Bell becomes more available. Um, we'll get into the fold. We'll see if that affects him. I'm a little worried, but. I don't know. I think he's just a veteran backup. I, I was really shocked that the Chiefs went after him. But, you know, again, maybe that's just uh, more of a veteran backup, some mentoring and, you know, maybe get him in there to keep Hilaire healthy. I, and he looked I good, do. too. I mean, I've heard from a lot of people, a lot of Bell hype. You know, Bell's going to take over. He's he's better. You know, he the Jets misused him. But that's six for six for CEH and the consistency. And he looked good against Buffalo. He looked mm-hmm. good running the ball. So yeah. at this point, it's it looks like it's going to be two backs are going to have value. I would not throw away CEH in a trade. Absolutely not. Um, you know, I mean, the Browns were doing it very well with Chubb and Hunt until Chubb goes down. I mean, both of them were, you know, getting getting clutch games every week. So it can be done. Um, it's just, you know, the, it's just the good mix of the two. And, you know, again, with that offense— yeah, it's easy. It's easy to do. Especially uh, you talk about the wide receivers. Sammy Watkins is hurt. McCall Hardman is not stepping up at all. Right now they're relying on Demarcus Robinson as their wide receiver too. And then mm-hmm. Byron Pringle. So this could easily become a lot more of a running back centric offense. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, as we move down the list, we see some, you know, uh, usual favorites, Mike Davis, James Robinson. They're, they're always there. Um, <laughs> we, uh, 
we keep waiting for them guys to kind of fall off the wayside, but I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon. They both look good. I mean, when McCaffrey comes back, obviously Davis will go away, but I think if they're smart, uh, they'll let Davis kind of share some carries till, you know, McCaffrey kind of gets his sea legs back, but I think that'll be uh, sooner than later. Uh, Kareem Hunt finally had a bad game, but then again, so the entire Browns team against the Steelers. Jonathan Taylor still doing well. David Johnson, Derrick Henry, fourth in total points, four for five, 80%. Um, Joe Mixon, who's eighth, Gurley, who's 14th, uh, and Jarrett McKinnon, who's 24th. So, you know, in that group, who's heading up and who's heading down, you think, uh, consistency-wise, out of those? DeAndre Swift, it's hard to say he's heading up, but I think he's going to stay there up around the 75%, 80% range. Because you look at those backs, who's catching the ball out of those backs? Mm-hmm. Raheem Moser, we already know the injury, so you can't. We can't count on him. Right, right, right. right. James Conner, he's, he's not catching the ball anywhere near as much as if he's catching the ball, but not as much as Swift. Sanders got the injury. Melvin Gordon, Philip Lindsay staking his claim. Mm-hmm. Todd Gurley, I don't trust his receiving role. So I like the backs who are involved as receivers. DeAndre Swift, all we've been waiting on is just that little uptick in rushing work because. Mm-hmm. It was just that one dud. Other than that, he's been up in double digits in the points. So uh, I think he's going to stay up there. The cat's out of the bag now as a rusher. I don't see how they can't give him at least seven to eight carries a game, which is all we were asking for in the first place anyways. Right. Ronald Jones uh, had a really nice game the other uh, this past week uh, for Tampa Bay. You know, Fournette, you know, he's just – I think he's just packed it in. He's He continues to be injured. When he does play, it just seems like he's half, half-assing half it. I don't know. Um, I really thought he'd try to make a statement since this was a contract year for him, but it just seems like that Bronco Jones is just making him look bad, and it's just got to be crushing his uh, value for signing a new contract. But, you know, we'll s- see what happens there. Um, you know, we as we did with the quarterbacks, let's look now near the bottom. Is there anybody down there that you kind of surprised who is not as consistent uh, and still playing. <laughs> we'll throw out the unhealthy guys, but who, uh, you know, who maybe has a poor consistency f- uh, number that uh, you thought would probably be better this year or just would have a better start. Honestly, no, <laughs> because okay. it's, it's so slim pickings at running backs. Like you're surprised if guys are being consistent at this point. Like if you can find mm-hmm. consistency at the running back position, that's rare. So when you right. see these guys, if there's one guy I'd have to pick, it would be Dave Montgomery, just because with Tariq Cohen out, you would expect with the workload he's getting, he'd have better than 50% consistency. But he's he's still hit or miss, even with Cohen out of the picture. So mm-hmm. that's the, the major letdown, I would say. The one I guess that surprised me, I really expected him to be um, more involved in the game in total, passing and, and rushing, is Devin Singletary. I mean, Buffalo has been playing well, but and it, but it just seems like it's been just Josh Allen and throwing touchdowns and not really using him much to run the ball. You know, Zach Moss is also one for three, both 33%. Um, they just don't seem to be lighting the world on fire like we thought. And then TJ Yeldon actually has a clutch game in there as well. So maybe it's just because <laughs> yeah. they have a three-headed monster, I guess, is what the key is. But I, I think there was a lot more uh, love heading into preseason for Singletary being kind of maybe not the main back, but at least have 
you know, twice as many carries and twice as many fantasy points as Moss and, and, and especially TJ Yeldon. So I think there was a lot of love for Moss too. And both of them have underwhelmed looking at, especially because yeah. Singletary Zach Moss has been injured and he, he's down at 28th in total points and he, right. Singletary's been there. It should be, should be higher than that. Yeah, you would think. All right, let's move on to the wide receiver position. And, uh, yeah, you know, the, uh, Always right near the top, Justin Jefferson there at 37.6. Um, in fact, I was looking this week. So the top of the list, um, what I say? It was Matt Ryan. So that was no surprise. We've seen that before. But the number one running back oh, was Derrick Henry. Okay, that's right. It was wide receiver and tight end. We'll do tight end next. But, yeah, the, the two guys that you know, came out of no, you know, are both rookies. Um, right? Let me think. Or did I say that? Yeah. Right, Anthony Ferkser. As I say, I knew there was somebody that nobody would have heard of. I literally had to go, you know, normally I save like pictures that I use for the article, whoever's number one for the week (laughs) when I do the review. So, you know, Kelsey and Holmes and, you know, those kind of guys. I've got that picture. I use it over and over. You know, and then they're like, damn, I got to go get Justin Jefferson and Anthony Ferkser this week. Um, not that it's a problem, but it's could just you like, find a picture for Anthony first? Uh, I hope so. I might have, <laughs> I might just have to put a random, uh, you know, dude and not show the right angle. So you can't see his number or his name <laughs> and make sure it's a Titan. Just put so your it, Photoshop skills to use. Yeah. I don't have any, but that'll be ugly. <laughs> and I'll just, I'll just put like a player to be named later. I don't know. So Justin Jefferson, number one this week. Um, the two things that pissed me off most of all this week was, Julio Jones and AJ Green, after basically I've been benching, not benching, but not having a lot of support. I did bench AJ Green. My one buddy said he was going to bench Jones because he didn't even know if he was going to play. And they both go out and go ape shit. So, like, thanks. Thanks, guys. You guys are great. You should um, still bench AJ Green. Yeah, but he's <laughs> 17 points, and this week he plays the Browns. Oh, you know, it's like. On. I, it's one game. It, look at the bigger picture. How, what's his consistency rating? How far down is he? Yeah, I know. I hear you. Trust <laughs> me. I know how far down it is because he's on most of my teams. And he's <laughs> irritating the hell out of me. But there was the thing. I benched him in every damn league this week. And there he was. I, you know, Juju Smith-Schuster scored 2.5 points and A.J. Green at 17. Like, oh, okay, thanks. Um, in fact, I had a lineup where I had... Uh, See, let me see it. Uh, Juju Smith Schuster, Mike Evans, uh, and Odell Beckham Jr. That was my, and they combined for about 10 points total. And I had Keelan Cole on my bench, and he had 24. (laughs) Yeah, but those are the ones you look back after you say, I I had no business. That's that's the kind of year I'm having, though. That's just (laughs) frustrating as hell. hell. Anyway, enough enough of my complaining. All right, let's go to the wide receivers at the top of the list. Fourth and total points, six for six consistency. We've got Stefan Diggs and CeeDee Lamb. Stefan Diggs is a surprise. I'm not going to lie. I mean, I think we expected him to be a solid maybe wide receiver two. I mean, he was never a wide receiver one for Minnesota. He was always a two behind Thielen. Um, and maybe that's why. Maybe that he didn't like to be a number two. So he's obviously kicking butt this year. Uh, right also up there, five for five, DK Metcalf. Jameson Crowder, four for four. Um, and then we got, you know, the famous Travis Fulgham, if you got him. Three for three. Since he's become the starter of Philadelphia as the main main wide receiver, he is perfect so far this year. And he is still available on some waiver wires because I just went and put a bid in for him in my uh, one of my leagues. 
um, looked pretty good so far. Certainly because has become a favorite of Carson Wentz, that's for sure. Yeah, and the um, other the other guy out there too at a hundred percent, Corey Davis. I mean, three for three. That was to start the year. He he missed the last game because of the COVID, um, right. the old coronavirus. But hey, if if he's floating around there on waivers and you're you're desperate, it's a deeper league. Corey right. Davis, hundred percent right now, consistency. Well, and we see how well Ryan Tannehill's been throwing the ball. Certainly moving it around the you know around. Uh, you know, he's not definitely focused on any one guy. Um, AJ Brown owners are not happy about that uh but you know he's two for three so yeah he hasn't played a lot of games as well so yeah you know if you can get some of those tennessee receivers again you know this is the kind of things if you're struggling right now you're trying to find you know some consistency your team these are the kind of guys you know we talked about go get a gardner Minshew, go trade for a Corey davis get a you know travis fulgham jameson crowder um cole beasley we talked about um, you know, again, your stars are your stars. So you got to keep those in. Uh, I'm not saying, you know, trade, you know, Odell Beckham Jr. for Cole Beasley at this point. But um, but if you can get, you know, somebody like maybe uh, a Tyler Lockett or Chris Godwin, who's been down so far this year, doing good but not great, you know, and you can maybe trade them off for, you know, a, maybe a DeAndre Hopkins or somebody, you can add some depth to your team. It, that might help. Um, you know, it might be that time of the year where you're, you know, two and four, three and three, you know, you've got a shot at the playoffs. If you can kind of put some streak together, you might have to go trade one of your studs for some depth. Um, it might get you through the bye weeks and, and you know, help your team. So don't be afraid to do that. It, it, it certainly can help your team in the long run, which may not be, you know, look that way now. So. At the top of the list there, David, you know, talk about some of the guys here that may be surprising. Um, you know, there's some that we, we've always seen up there, maybe different teams, certainly same names, Hopkins, uh, Thielen, um, you know, but there are also some guys up there that we don't normally see up there. Well, I'll talk about Tim Patrick. He's one of the guys I highlighted in the consistency ad article right. this week. And I've, I've been sleeping on this guy, too. I've just kind of been brushing him off every single week, brushing him off, and it seems like every single week Tim Patrick keeps doing something. He's had four-plus targets in every single game this year, four-plus receptions in four out of five, a touchdown in two of the last three, and two straight 100-yard games. Nice. At this point, Jerry Judy's a rookie. No offense, banged up. K.J. Hamler's a rookie. Drew Locke's going conti- to have to. He has no other choice but to continue relying on Tim Patrick, and when you talk about the game game script factor, it's it's going to be in his favor. It looks like definitely, definitely, a um, lot of other good names in there as well, especially in the 83, 80%. Uh, Tyreek McLaurin, Keenan Allen, uh, Allen Robinson. Even though Allen Robinson, I think, has went two straight bad games, so keep an eye on him. I think he's kind of starting to struggle a little bit. Um, Again, you know, look for bad teams that have to throw the ball a lot. Cincinnati is one of them. Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins, and A.J. Green all have possibilities to score a lot of points every week. Uh, Jacksonville, same way. Keelan Cole, D.J. Chark, uh, LaVisca Chenault, all of them have been uh, doing pretty well. They're all above 50% uh, consistent as well. Um, As we look at this list and we move farther down into the 50s and 40%, um, there's certainly some names that uh, I don't think we expected to see this far down, like Julio Jones, Jarvis Landry, DJ Moore, uh, Beckham, Juju, 
Juju, yes, Juju. Julian Edelman's two for five. Um, so yeah, a lot of it. I think the one is more surprised is Michael Gallup. Like, I really thought, you know, he had a nice solid year last year. Uh, consistency wise, wasn't far behind uh Amari Cooper. And it's like CeeDee Lamb is just blown by him and became the number two without even blinking an eye. In fact, he's he's actually got a higher consistency than Cooper. Hasn't scored as many points, uh, but he's not terribly far behind. I think he's like nine. So, um, yeah, it's just been interesting to see Gallup just kind of pushed to the wayside. I mean, I I don't get to see Dallas games in my area, so I haven't seen any. But um, I don't know. Have you had a chance to take a look at any of them and see what the uh, what's happening in those games? Why Lamb seems to be – is it just that Lamb's that much better and he's just blowing – the slot corners away or whoever's guarding him as the number two guy. Well, I'll tell you what, first off, I hadn't seen any other of their live games other than what I had saw in red zone. And last night I did watch the live Arizona game. Mm. And I, I also looked into the next gen stats a little bit, cause I wanted to see what kind of routes these guys were catching their receptions mm, nice. on. Okay. And when I looked at the next gen, Michael Gallup's receptions are almost entirely deep shots down the field. Uh, He's basically been converted into a a glorified deep threat. And CeeDee Lamb is running almost exclusively from the slot right now over the middle. Basically, the vast majority of his receptions are just basically um, like posts, but but, um, rounded, you know, where he's just coming across the field. So that's what's happening together. The good news is, it looks like Andy Dalton wants to target him more than Dak Prescott did, especially it was it's tough. About Gallup. Yeah, Gallup, okay. that is. Especially okay. last night, if you were watching the game, Gallup had that tough touchdown drop on the first drive, mm. which really was part of, along with the Zeke fumbles, what set the team back early. Mm-hmm. But I still, I still like this Dallas squad. I still believe in Andy Dalton, at least somewhat to be fantasy relevant. That right. offensive line is in trouble right now, but it was the first game. So I don't want to overreact to how bad they look. Basically, basically everything went wrong that could have went wrong. Mm-hmm. So Michael Gallup, he he's dirt cheap right now. I mean, I wouldn't overpay for him, but I do think things things are going to be fine in Dallas from a fantasy perspective. Yeah, definitely, definitely. All right, let's move on to the tight end position. It's basically Travis Kelsey and everybody else. Travis Kelsey. Basically, basically. There's one more little (laughs) tier after that. (laughs) Uh, It's little, but what I wanted to compare was is that Travis Kelsey has 113 (sighs) fantasy points in six games. Second place is George Kittle, who is 32 behind. Now, here's here's the sad yet amazing part of George Kittle's numbers. He's missed two games, and he's still in second place. That's first, first in points per game. First in points per yeah, game. Yeah, points per game, right. But I'm just saying, that shows you how bad the rest of the tight ends are right now. Mark Andrews is third in total points, but he's only 50% consistent. I mean, it's just a complete disaster of, not disaster, it is a complete dominance of Travis Kelsey so far this year. I went into the, uh, Monday in, in my Kings Classic League, which is you know the big league with the, all the all the big shots. And I really, I had a chance. I had Mahomes, Zeke, and C.D. Lamb left, okay? All the other guy had 
was Michael Gallup and Travis Kelsey. But I had to, those three had to beat those two by 30 points. And what do you Kelsey, know? Kelsey <laughs> scored more points than Mahomes did. Because every time he's catched a touchdown, he's getting six points. Every time he catches a pass, it's one point per yard, where Mahomes is one point for every 25 yards. So they tied. So now um, the other two had to beat Gallup by 30, and they, they couldn't do it. I lost by like eight. And you know I'm what like, they say, Bob? It's all about once, once you Once you go <laughs> tight end early... Yeah. You don't go back. I'll tell you, yeah. I've been doing it since Jimmy Graham. Yeah. I made a smooth transition from Graham into the world of Travis Kelsey. That hasn't done me wrong yet. Yeah. And now I'm starting to do it with George Kittle, too. And I ain't had too many problems there, either. Yeah. Get yourself well, yeah, yeah. a top tight end in round two, guys. Heck, if you're in the back end of round one in your drafts, 10th, 11th pick, go get yourself Travis Kelsey, George Kittle. They are foundational pieces for your fantasy roster. Yeah. No question. Well, the key is... Kelsey seems to always stay healthy. Kittle, Kittle is just still a little too reckless. I mean, I get it. You know, he's all fired up. He wants to pound the guys trying to tackle him. Dude, step out of bounds every once in a while. That's save, fair. But the injury this year was not due to his own recklessness. It was due to Jimmy Garoppolo putting a ball way up above yeah, his head and getting that's him good killed. Point. That's a good point. But he's he's still pretty reckless. But yeah, anyway, we still, we still love him because of that, too. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so that's where everything is. Like I said, third total points, Mark Andrews, 50%. Fourth and total. Now, fourth and fifth, Waller and Jonu Smith, they have been certainly lifesavers for those who have them. Luckily, I have Waller in quite a few leagues. Don't have any Jonu Smith because he didn't do anything last year. But he got this, hurt. He got hurt last week, too. Four for five in the right. consistency. It would have been right. probably five for five if you look at what Ferkser did. Right. The amazing thing was, is that, and the reason I didn't draft him in any leagues is last year, Walker went down early. He had an entire season with Ryan Tannehill, and he didn't do anything with him. No consistency, barely had even some clutch games, and I thought, all right, well, maybe he doesn't have the, you know, just doesn't want to throw the, and granted, you know, A.J. Brown, or A.J. Brown, yeah. A.J. Brown had a great year. Um, You know, certainly they were doing some great things at the wide receiver position with him and Corey Davis and all those kind of guys. So I just I just didn't draft him because I'm like, oh, okay, well, he doesn't seem to like the tight end position. Well, now this year it's it's gone a little bit out of way. But Darren Waller's always been a guy. He's one. I tell you what, after Kittle and Kelsey, Waller's uh-huh. he's 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 a couple rounds behind. I'll give you that. But he's still a guy that you know next year he's going to be a lot more of my teams. Uh, also at eighty percent consistent, Hunter Henry, nice, but only twelfth in total points. So that's hasn't been helping much. Um, Noah Fant, 74%, but again, he's missed a couple games. Uh, Tanyan is coming back to earth now after his big week a couple weeks ago. Uh, and then after that, it's 50% less. I mean, Dalton Schultz is eighth in total points, 33%. Hayden Hurst, ninth in total points, 33%. Um, it's just bad. Tyler Higby is 10th in total points. He's one for six. <laughs> yeah, he got all of those points. Got in all in of his way. points in one game. He he did a Will Fuller, I call it. He got all of his points in one game, and then hasn't done anything before and after. So it is just a bad, bad year for tight ends. I, again, we can only hope that you know the the cream will rise. The Evan Ingram's, the you know the Mark Andrews, uh, you know Jared Cooks, uh, 
And I like Dallas Goddard and and Burton at the bottom of that to kind of rise up above that 50% line and the consistency. And they've been hurt. They're down low one for three. That's also got to do with their injuries, which kind of hampered one of the games. Another guy I think to keep an eye on this week, um, whether he's on your team or not, is Mike Kosicki. Because with Tua in there as a starter, they'll usually check down quickly because if they don't see the openings, they don't want to take that shot. They might, you might see Gasicki get an uptick and getting a few more targets with two in there. But then two runs too. So he might just take off whenever he starts to get in trouble. So we'll see. But yeah, Ertz at 33%. Uh, it's just been, just been bad. Um, any other thoughts on any other tight ends in there that you think might be heading up, upward in an uptick maybe sometime soon? Towards consistency? No. Yeah. It's, it's streaming it's, at this point. It's just streaming. Yeah. You got to play it. Play If you're picking up these times, you're picking up two or three, holding them and just playing the matchups because there's only a few who, who you feel comfortable with on a weekly basis as consistent guys you can start. Yeah. So here is, so every week I have to update the stats for the points, most points allowed um, by position by team. And then I upload that into the software that gets us our, our consistency report. And then in there, you'll see that there'll be home and away and good, bad, or average is defense. Bad defense is any defense in the top or the bottom 10 against that position and fancy points given up. So at the at position, at that at the tight end position, if you're looking for some matchups, here's the 10 worst. I'll go from 23rd to 31st. Chargers, Browns, Jags, Titans, Bengals, Redskins, football team, whatever. Uh, Eagles, Bills, Falcons, Saints. Saints are the worst. So any of those teams, if you've got a decent tight end that you might be able to start this week, certainly look into those teams. As a Did you say spot. Browns number one? Most no, said, points on? No, they weren't. No, New Orleans was. Browns were 24th. Okay. Cincinnati's 27th. So that Browns-Bengals game that's coming up this week. I was going to say, yeah. Yeah, get in your uh, Drew sample, Poopers, maybe Drew a, samples. A flyer, uh, yeah. Who knows? Maybe even a Joku. Um, it's going to be ugly. It, it also could be 7-4, to 7-3 to three by the end of the game, too. So who knows? I think, uh, I think that'll be a high-scoring game. Yeah, I, I think it'll a lot, be a lot like the one they had, uh, what was it, week two, where they had on Thursday night. Um, yeah, I think it could be one of those 35-38 kind of games. So who says? But... Uh, all right. Well, there's our fantasy consistency uh, reports for the week. Obviously, you can get all this information, get that report, put in your own scoring method, download these same stats, just like we're going over big guy fantasy sports. Don't forget to go there, save five bucks, put in either PropBet or CC2020, and it'll save you $5 on the VIP access as well. Don't forget that. And of course, don't forget to get on there and read David's article, Consistent waiver ads to uh that's on there you don't have to be a subscriber to read it because we love david so much we want to share him and his love for weight consistency everywhere so those are all available and free to anyone who wants to go read those so make sure you go do that for sure uh as always this week this saturday uh check in for the consistently cashing with myself and colby and of course then the uh prop it like it hot uh i'm sorry that's what colby and i Ron, we think we'll be back. He may not be. Maybe me again this week. But um, but we'll definitely be having both shows, both the Consistently Cashing and the Prop It Like It's Hot, so we can win you some more money. 
in those daily cash and prop bet tools on like Thrive Fantasy. So, David, thanks again for having uh, being here. Why don't you tell everybody where they can find you? Yeah, if you guys want to follow me on Twitter, you can follow me at Guru Fantasy World, W-R-L-D, no O in world. Got it. All right, and don't forget, read David's stuff here every week on the consistent waiver ads. And, of course, as always, we should be here probably every Tuesday night. Uh, if you're a subscriber on Spreaker, uh, just hit that subscribe button or follow button, and then you'll get notified every time we get a post of it. Most of the time we're doing these on Tuesday nights. So, David, thanks again for being here. We'll see you again next week. Everybody else, have a great week. Take care. God bless, and we'll see you soon.